radio station in North Georgia. It's 8.30 and time once again for the Bible broadcast with evangelist Keith Allison. Well, it is a real joy that I have to be able to come back to you by means of the radio and bring another message out of the good word of God. This is evangelist Keith Allison out of Demarest, Georgia, and I would like to welcome you to this 30 minutes of Bible study and Bible exposition as we open up the word of God and study today. I do trust and hope that you and your family are well. I trust that you are involved in a good fundamental Bible-believing church. And if you aren't, let me encourage you to do so. And let me say that I am not on the radio to take the place of your pastor or your church experience, but I'm on the radio simply to be an asset and a help uh, in your life. And I want to say that today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries. This is a faith-based, listener-supported ministry out of Demarest, Georgia, and we are under the umbrella of the Fairfield Baptist Church. And then let me say that uh, I'd love for you to visit us on our website, and the website is keithallisonministries.com. Again, keithallisonministries.com. And on our website, you'll see... Uh, a short-term schedule for my meetings that I have. Uh, my wife usually keeps about two months or so posted, and then as different uh, days during that time come in and appointments, then she uh, she uh, brings it up to date uh, quick as they come in. And then you'll see the radio stations that I'm on and how that you can listen uh, to these broadcasts and let me say that these broadcasts are archived on WGTJRadio.com. Again, that's WGTJRadio.com, and you'll find the broadcast archived. And especially, like in this series on prophecy, you can go back and listen to them again. Or if you miss one of the uh, messages, you can go there and listen again. And then on the website, you'll see the books that I have written. And if you do not have my books, I would encourage you to uh, get them. Uh, they're only $8 each, and you can order them from the website using your debit or credit card. And, of course, you'll be purchasing them from the Scripture Truth Book Company in Fincastle, Virginia. But you'll do that. You can do that on my website or go to theirs, either one. But it is an honor uh, to be on the radio again today, and we're just excited about studying the Word of God. And I know that as you and I watch the news and the headlines and all that's going on uh, in the nation of Israel and in our government and around the world with Russia and other places, uh, we boy, I tell you, we know that there's a lot of Bible prophecy that is being fulfilled, and so we know that we are in these last days, and we need to be up and about the Father's business, doing what we can, while we can, as we serve the Lord, and patiently await the soon coming of Jesus Christ. And so I tell you, I hope he finds you and I faithful when he comes. Now, for many weeks now, we have been preaching on prophecy, and we are currently 
uh, last time and then today we're looking at the restoration of the nation of Israel. The restoration or the regathering, ever how you want to say it, and there is a difference, but we're looking at the restoration of the nation of Israel. Now, last week, we simply began looking at some Bible prophecies that prophesy of Israel's restoration in the last days. Now, if you missed last week, I did talk about the Abrahamic covenant, the promises God made to Abraham concerning the people and the land, and then we begin to look at the many prophecies that God gave in the Word of God, like in Isaiah 11, Jeremiah 32, uh, Ezekiel 37, and Amos 9. We were looking at some of the prophecies about the regathering of the nation of Israel. Now, I'm not going to back up and redo the history of it, but I do know that in A.D. 135, this was just uh, several years after the death of Christ, in A.D. 135, the Romans expelled the Jews from the land of Israel. So for almost 1,900 years, the, the Jewish people were basically absent from the land of Israel. They were a handful at different times, but predominantly they were expelled. They were scattered into all parts of the world. And then with the 20th century, beginning in the late 1800s and especially in the early 1900s, the Jews began going back to the land of Israel. And we'll talk about the Balfour Declaration a little later, but they begin going back. And so in on May the 14th of 1948, uh, the nation of Israel, uh, they declared themselves a Jewish state and they were recognized by uh, the UN and nations as a newly formed nation. So for about 1,900 years, they were a people without a nation. Now, the Bible gives many, many prophecies about them being regathered. And of course, what we're witnessing today, even though it is fulfilling those prophecies, it is not the final nor the ultimate fulfillment. I do believe that the ultimate will be at the second coming of Christ at the end of the tribulation period and as the millennial or the thousand-year kingdom age begins, we then know that Israel certainly will reach its climax in fulfillment of Bible prophecy. So let's continue to look at a few prophecies about the regathering, the restoration, and the regathering of the nation of Israel. Now, I'm saying the, all of this in light of the anti-Semitism that is going on in the world today. Uh, people are against the Jew. That is even a prophecy, and I've already dealt with that. You can go back to, uh, to the archives on these radio programs, and you'll listen to that uh, way back 
many weeks ago when I preached that. But the Bible tells me here, now listen carefully, when Jesus was born, and at Christmas we celebrate the birth of Christ, but when the angel Gabriel came to Mary in Luke chapter number one, this is what the angel said. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. Now listen carefully. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Now we know that the first time Jesus came, he did not wear the crown of a king, but he wore wore the crown of thorns. He was rejected by the Jew and crucified. But he was and is that promised son of David that will rule the nation of Israel with a rod of iron for 1,000 glorious years that is prophesied in Revelation chapter number 20. So even at his birth, the angel gave this prophecy that he would, that that the Lord God would give unto him, that is Jesus, the throne of his father David. Now last week I mentioned the Abrahamic covenant and how that God made promises to Abraham concerning the people and the land. But in 2 Samuel chapter 7, God made a covenant with Abraham, with, excuse me, with David, and he was promising that of the loins of David or the seed of David would one rise to be king in Israel and that his kingdom would be an everlasting kingdom. And of course, we know that that is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Jesus, the Bible said that he came into his own, and his own received him not. So they would not have him as king. They cried out to Pilate, we'll not have this man to reign over us. And so we know that God then turned from the Jews spiritually and opened up the way to the Gentile. And we are living in the times of the the fullness of the Gentiles. We're living during the New Testament church dispensation age. And when God is through gathering out the church, he will once again turn his attention to the nation of Israel. All of this was somewhat understood by the apostles after the resurrection of Christ. In Acts chapter number one, right before Jesus ascends back to heaven, in Acts one and verse number four, the Bible says, and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And of course, he was talking about the day of Pentecost. The Bible said in verse 6, When they therefore were come together, 
they ask of him saying, Lord, now listen to their question. Wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So they thought that now that Jesus had conquered the grave and death and that he had risen from the dead, truly he was the son of God, truly he was the son of David, and so now they are wondering if it is time for him to set up his earthly kingdom and rule from the throne of David. But he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. So you see, they were looking for and expecting that kingdom age to begin then. But what they did not understand was the gap period between the earthly life of Christ and the second coming. They did not see the church age. They did not understand that. But now they're about to begin to experience that. And let me say this, uh, dear friend, uh, that, uh, that when, when these apostles, uh, when after the resurrection of Jesus again, they were expecting his kingdom to begin. And matter of fact, in chapter number three, and verse number 21, listen to what Peter was saying as he was preaching. The Bible said in Acts 3 and verse 20, Peter said, and he, talking about God, shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things. So he's saying that Jesus is going to remain in heaven until the times of the restitutions. In other words, he'd come at that time. And that restitution is talking about restoring the kingdom. Now, it's interesting that when the apostles asked Jesus if he would restore the kingdom at this time, the city of Jerusalem was standing. Their temple was standing. They were offering their sacrifices as under the Old Testament, all of this at this time. So the city was there, the temple was there, they were offering sacrifices there, so what was missing? What was missing was a son of David ruling over the nation of Israel from the throne there of David because they were living under the oppression and the rule of the Roman government. So what I'm saying to you is the fact that Israel is in their land today and the city of Jerusalem stands today. No, they do not have a temple, but more importantly, there is not one from the loins of David that is ruling as king on David's throne. So the ultimate fulfillment of Israel being regathered and restored will not happen until the king comes. And the king is coming at the end of the tribulation period and sets up the kingdom age during that thousand years of glorious, that glorious reign. But what you and I as a church are looking for, we're not looking for that second coming. 
or you could say we're looking for the first phase of it, which is the Lord coming in the rapture to rapture away his church or to snatch the church away. And I'll be talking about that sometime later. Now, I want to go to the book of Ezekiel today and chapter number 37, and I want us to look at this vision that Ezekiel had of the valley of dry bones. And I want us to look at that and see how this is a tremendous prophecy of the regathering and the restoration and the regeneration of the nation of Israel. Now, the Bible said in Ezekiel 37, uh, the hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. So he sees this valley, Ezekiel does, and it's full of dead men's bones. And he calls me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, God asked Ezekiel the question, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of, of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. So this is a prophecy of the resurrection of these dead men that are laying out in the valley. It's a prophecy of life coming to them and, and the spirit going within them. But this is a picture of a spiritual resurrection of the nation of Israel. So, so this is what Ezekiel does. There's three different uh, sections to this. So in verse 7, So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bones. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them above. But now look, but there was no breath in them. So let me say this. There's three different prophecies. One of them is a prophecy of the regathering. The other one is a prophecy of the regeneration. And the third one is a prophecy of the reconstruction. So in this regathering, when the first time Ezekiel prophesies, the, the Bible says that the sinews and the flesh begins to come upon these bones but and the skin then covers them. In other words, they're completely embodied. The, 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 there's a body there now instead of just the bones. But there was no breath in them. And I believe that this is a prophecy of that initial regathering that took place when Israel came back and declared themselves as a nation in 1948. But you see, they are there today, and this is where they're at in prophecy. They are there today. There is and has been a regathering going on. The sinews and the flesh and the skin upon the bones. But there was no breath in them. 
And in the Hebrew, the word for breath and the word for spirit is basically the same word. And so this is a prophecy of how that they would be regathered in a state of unbelief. And so this is where Israel is at today. They are regathered in their land. They are a nation. But as I said last week, they're a secular nation. They do not believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They do not believe he was their Messiah. And so here, they're, they're regathered in a state of unbelief. Now, the second prophecy is this. He said, Then said he unto me, Prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of men, and uh, son of men, man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. Here's the second prophecy now. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceeding great army. So this is the prophecy of the regeneration which takes place, I believe, at the second coming of Christ, which is at the end of the tribulation period. You see, when the church is raptured out, the seven-year tribulation period is designed for two purposes. It is designed, first of all, for God to judge the Gentile nations in his wrath and anger. Secondly, it is to prepare the nation of Israel for the soon return of the Son of God. And so listen now to the interpretation in verse 11. Then he said unto me, this is God interpreting the vision. Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Now, to those that do not believe what I'm preaching, you will spiritualize this chapter. If you preach this chapter, you will say that this is a type of the sinner getting saved. It is a spiritual resurrection. And this is what happened to you and I, when you and I got saved, Ephesians 2, 1, and you hath he quickened who are made alive, amen, and you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sin. Yes, salvation is likened unto a spiritual resurrection. But would you agree with me that there is also a physical resurrection? Christ is the first fruits, amen. 1 Corinthians 15, we, friend, all of us that are saved and mankind in general, there will be a resurrection of the body. So yes, there is a spiritual resurrection. There is a bodily resurrection, but there's also a national resurrection. And it is the resurrection of the nation of Israel. And so verse 11 in my text of Ezekiel 37 interprets this passage, not as a spiritual resurrection, not as a physical resurrection, but as a national resurrection. He said unto me, son of man, these bones. See, this is not Keith Allison interpreting this for you. This is what the Bible is saying this is talking about. He said, he said these bones, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, 
they say, that is Israel says, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are cut off from our parts. So, friend, it gives us the condition of Israel prior to God bringing them to life. And for 1,900 years, ever since the Jew was expelled from the land of Israel in A.D. 135, up until they began to regather in the 1900s, in the 20th century, up until they begin to gather, no doubt they thought that our hope is gone and we're cut off and our parts are, in other words, there's nothing left of us. But what happened? God began the regathering. And then, look now, God is prophesying that he's going to bring life to them. And that's what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. Therefore, prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And this has been going on since the turn of the 20th century. And ye shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves, and shall put my spirit, here's the regeneration, and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land, and then shall you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it, performed it, saith the Lord. If this, is, if this is to be interpreted spiritually as a man getting saved, I want to ask you a question. Where is your own land? Where were your graves? Amen. Where were you scattered? No, this is talking about the Jewish nation of Israel. And then the third prophecy in this is a prophecy of the kingdom age or the reconstruction. He told Jeremiah, moreover, verse 16, Thou son of man, take thee one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim. That would be talking about the ten northern tribes. And for all the house of Israel, his companions, and join them one to another into one stick. You see, they were divided uh, before the fall of Israel. The nation was divided. And so God is prophesying about the reunification of the 12 tribes of Israel. And then he said down in verse 21, and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the heathen, that word simply means Gentiles, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side and bring them into their own land. I do not know how much clearer and plainer God could have made it in his word, but some folk, and probably somebody listening to me, you refuse to believe this. How can you believe the miracle of 1948 when, it, I mean, how can you not believe after the miracle of 1948 when Israel became a nation again after over 1,900 years. This is Bible prophecy. But God is taking the prophecy further. God is not through today with the nation of Israel, and their current state is not their final state. 
they one day will dwell in peace and safety and Jesus, the son of David, will rule over them from the throne of David for 1,000 glorious years in peace and in righteousness on this earth. This is what the Bible is prophesying about the nation of Israel. And again, I'm so sorry that some of you do not believe what I'm preaching, but I challenge you, open Ezekiel 37 with an open mind and read it. Do not interpret it. Allow it to say what it says. Don't listen to me. Don't read a book. Listen to the Bible. Read Ezekiel 37 from the context of your King James Bible and it will tell you everything that I'm saying. I'm passionate about this. I preach a lot on prophecy. I preach a lot of prophecy conferences. I am passionate about it because it's the word of God. It is as true as John 3.16. It's as true as Ephesians 2.8. For by grace are you saved. It is the program and the work of God. God was dealing with Israel long before he dealt with the church. Amen. So God's not through with the nation of Israel. I'm preaching on the restoration of Israel. Well, we've still got more to go, and we're going to continue our study, the Lord willing, next time. Today's broadcast is sponsored by Keith Allison Ministries of Demarest, Georgia. Our address is P.O. Box 312, Cornelia, Georgia, 30531. You can text or call uh, area code 706-968-1182, or you can go to my website, keithallisonministries.com, and you can fill out the submit form and send me an email. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, keep looking up. Jesus is coming soon. 97.5 Glory FM is WGTJ Murrayville, Gainesville and W248DL Murrayville, Gainesville.